welcome to Nicholas's Podcasting Jar Presents Secondary Commentary. One clone's journey to, to discover what makes a good movie commentary. I'm your host, Ben Margellos. Each week I dive into one or more commentary tracks. I listen to them, I break them down, I dissect them, and I try to figure out what I like about each one. In hopes that one day I may truly discover what makes a good movie commentary. Um, with me today, I have a very special guest. Um, we try to uh, keep our distance from each other uh, often because sometimes it's a little bit hard for us, uh, for people to, to, to tell us apart, uh, mainly because that is because he is my clone. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with me today is uh, my clone, uh, Nicholas Margellos. Hey, Ben, how's it going? Pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, it is, it is funny. It's going to sound like... Uh, <laughs> It's gonna just sound like there's one person talking this whole episode, but it's uh, it's there's two of us. So, um, thank you for being here. I'm I'm very happy that uh, we have found you. I want to say um, thanks to everyone that um, helped uh, in, in in looking for you. I know that you um, were kind of going on your own journey, and I and I respect that. Um, and I want to apologize to you. Uh, I know that we get. Hey Nick, don't don't worry about it. I, I um. I, Listen, last episode, last time people saw me, I was in a little bit of a rough space. I want everyone to know I'm in a better place now. Uh, I, I finally gave Nick my address. Uh, he was in town, and, and it just so happens that I it was I'm, I'm moving into uh, my my first home, uh, moving out of the apartment, um, and Nick just finished helping me uh, get all my stuff into my new place, and uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, so thanks for doing that. I know like moving is always such like a you know, a hard thing to do, um, and it's nice to have someone help you out, so I appreciate that, um, yeah, um, what are we doing today, uh, we are going to listen to, um, a, a another version of the Tropic Thunder, uh, commentary track, except this time it is not, like, the, I don't know if you remember, Nick, but we, um, we listened to a, an episode with, uh, Robert Downey Jr. And, and Ben Stiller and Jack Black, um, uh, which was a great episode where Jack, you know, um, Robert Downey Jr. is playing a character the whole time. Um, but uh, um, before you uh, finish here, can I just say real fast, um, Ben, that that was actually, it was a really fun episode. And you were very insightful about um, some of the, you know, dynamics between the actors. You know what I mean? I felt like that was one of the really interesting things from that episode. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Uh, that's really kind of you to say. Um so uh, today we're going to listen to a, um, a a crew version of this. So we'll be listening to uh, Ben Stiller and uh, Justin Theroux, uh, you know, the writers of the, of the movie, and a lot of other people. And they're all going to introduce themselves in, in a few seconds here. So why don't we just listen to the introduction uh, and see? And we'll listen to some of this commentary track together. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's it. Should we just get right into it? Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, let's. I guess we should. I, I don't. What else is there needed to be said? Um, thank you for having me here. I, I think I've already said that. Um, I I was more than happy to help you with your moving. Just so you know, don't feel like uh, I feel like you feel bad about it because it was a lot of stuff to move. I didn't realize how much like stuff that you had acquired over, um, the you know these last few months. Yeah, I mean my 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 music career is popping off pretty well i don't know if you've 
you know been listening on Spotify or anything, but uh, yeah, I've I've acquired a bit of cash, <laughs> is as they say. Um, so yeah, all that stuff was mine, and uh, and I appreciate uh, you helping move it out for me uh, into this new place. Um, so let's listen to a little bit of this episode shall we let's see who's a part of it let's and we'll we'll together we'll kind of decide i I imagine we'll have some similar feelings uh just based on who we are but uh let's um yeah let's listen to this and see and see what you know what we think about this commentary track and and especially how it compares to the the actor's version of the same commentary track so let's get into it Hi, I'm Ben Stiller, and uh, why don't we just go down the line, everybody, introduce yourself. Stuart Kornfeld, I produced the movie. Jeff Mann, production designer. Justin Thoreau, co-writer and executive producer. Greg Hayden, editor. John Toll, director of photography. All right. So that's the Al Pacino booty sweat ad. (laughs) (laughs) Was the... That was the last thing you guys shot. Yes, it was. was. Yeah, we shot that at like uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. Thanksgiving morning. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving morning. morning. That's right. <laughs> We're all giving thanks. Um, yeah. Gosh. Ben was on a planet for that. Yeah. We shot that too right there. We had a lot of different things to do on the movie. Um, a lot of different looks and things, especially for these uh, trailers. And um, I think, uh, you know, the prep time helped us because we had a... What do we have, like a six-month prep or something like that? Mm-hmm. It's long. Yeah. And uh, this thing, I remember, the Scorcher, we had a previs of this for a long time. And then we sort of rewrote it close to yeah, like close when we were shooting, end. right? We had the uh, Eclipse idea. The... Yeah, we were trying to figure out how to make that joke sort of work and... Um, and we kept on going back and forth. But then once you like changed the joke, then you had to change the previs and the CG stuff on that took like months and months. Also, we had to set up the as quickly as possible a, fr- a huge franchise. John, do you want to talk about uh, your cinematography in this? Because I know <laughs> I think, um, the colors are amazing. Think, you like those colors? Yeah, those are Ben. Ben, ben, ben chose them himself. I think. I, I, I don't think I. I wasn't there then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say, like, it's really hard to get John told to shoot something to look bad. <laughs> it just does not. It's not part of your DNA. We had to work on it. It was really difficult. And this is I, one of the most difficult scenes in the movie. Yeah. I don't know, you know, I, I don't know if you ever got there. I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I want to, actually, I want to do the real fatties, because I, I was, it was just kind of a warm-up here. So I'm you're putting the, it out there, huh? Yeah, yeah. Shoot some more comedies? <laughs> All right. All right. Um, yeah, this was, uh, again, we shot this near the end of the whole shoot, and uh, it was a little bit uh, logistically challenging. And I just realized how hard it is to shoot those movies, those multiple character movies. There's a lot of work. Just to run the camera around that table took us a long time. Yes, indeed. Oh, look at this. And this went in relatively quickly, actually. Yeah, this Here's did. It. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, we didn't have Toby for that long. I think we had Toby for two hours mm-hmm. before he was getting on a plane. A little gothic arch goes mm-hmm. a long way. Yeah. <laughs> this was like a two-wall set. We just kept on changing the wall around, right? <laughs> yep. And, John, you shot that only candlelight, right? Sort yes. Sort of Barry Lyndon style. Yeah, right? exactly. That's actually the coast of Kauai right there. It's not Ireland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we found a, a coastline area in Kauai that felt very uh, sort of North Sea-ish sort of or something. The Cliffs of Moor. 
And then I have to just point out uh, this crashing wave that we shot in Hawaii. It was a very special crashing wave. Because <laughs> um, we, I remember like the last two days, John, right? Didn't we? Like the last yes. two days we were in Hawaii, we all of a sudden decided we were going to go out and get all these extra shots like that. Right. <laughs> and we just sent a second unit out there to just get as many Vista shots. Yeah, all the Vistas were yeah. shot in two days. We'd been there for like four months and then we were like, oh, quick, we got to get Vista <laughs> we shots. We got to get a wide. Yeah. We missed yeah. something. Yeah. Um, thank, thank goodness we did that. We ended up using a lot of those shots, though. We got up like at three o'clock in the morning and went out a couple of mornings and got the dawn. Um, Stuart, you want to talk at all about uh, the history of the project? Yeah, well, I mean, I've been working with Ben for ten years, and this was a project that uh, that predated me. I, I remember uh, Ben came in and uh, and said, "Hey, you should take a look at this uh, this this first act of a movie that uh, I've written with Justin," and it was just this you know, hysterical uh, script that kind of was a, a great first act and then a bunch of ideas, and then you and Justin started started uh, kind of tossing more of the ideas around, and then you had gone to Hawaii uh, on a vacation and had this kind of explosion of writing. And uh, that kind of put it over the hump in terms of uh, really a second act coming in. And then. That's a very sexual description. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, a lot of explosion. stuff going on there. First laid eyes on you 10 years ago. Exactly. <laughs> and a moist vacation in Hawaii. Exactly. Humidity. Yeah. And then we sort of kept on working on it over the years, Justin and I. And then, um, and then Eitan Cohen came on, and and he worked on a draft with you, Justin, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Justin and I kept on going with it, and it was great because it kept on getting. We had to keep on figuring out all these issues and logistical story points to actually keep the thing afloat. We had like there you are. That's hey, Justin hey, Thoreau. Hey, Come on, bravo. Um, we had a cast of like. There were, I remember there was like originally like nine people in the platoon or something. That was one of the problems that we had to whittle down the platoon because we had so many other characters that we. Because remember, there's like a Dixie character, and yeah, there were a lot of uh, a lot of characters and a lot of like stereotypical war characters. But um, also, this was we, the yeah. original opening. It didn't have the uh, the trailers initially. No, the trailers yeah. were, and later we decided because we wanted to break up the whole setup of the characters later on. This is um, we're looking at sort of an extended uh, cut here, and uh, that scene, that shot of all the guys flying up in the air, that big tracking shot was something that we worked a long time on and then ended up not using in the movie. But this whole sequence was just a lot of planning, a lot of prep. This was an amazing sequence. It was like, um, I don't know, John, we had to break it down. You yeah. want to talk about it a little we're, bit? Yeah, we really worked pretty much off the previous and and, and embellished that a little bit, but uh, the previous helped enormously just in terms of planning it, you know, knowing what the shots were, and then actually how we shot it when we scheduled it. It was... Uh, it was it was actually pretty well planned out and it helped enormously while we were shooting. And then you had to just deal with the sky that was changing all the time. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean that that was constantly throughout the whole picture is the uh, because we were shooting in Hawaii, which is this beautiful weather uh, sometimes, and, and it changes quite frequently. So it was photographically, it was it was pretty challenging. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like the first day we started in order, and that first day, that first steady cam shot of Jack running back, we had this great sort of overcast lighting. Right. That then we wanted to sort of stick with 
but then it didn't stay overcast for the next three weeks. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, yeah, well, we'll see that periodically. We, we had a, we had an enormous amount of overcast, which actually really worked for the film. It really, really, it was really rich. Here's a little bit of sunlight. Just there. there's good mm. texture in the sky. Yeah, I love that shot. Mm-hmm. I think that that just gets everything. That felt to me so it felt so iconic and so much like one of the you know the movies that we looked at. Well, that was the whole idea. We looked at. Uh, a lot of great war films, a lot of Vietnam war films, and uh, got inspired and actually uh, used a lot of ideas for those. I think which actually uh, made sense for the Tropic Thunder, the movie, and the movie. I think that yeah, the um, the director of the Tropic Thunder, the movie, and the movie probably would have looked at a lot of Vietnam war movies <laughs> to and, rip them off, <laughs> and ripped off, ripped off as many ideas as possible, and 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 took full credit for himself, and, exactly. and actually this is an would begin to, to think he's a genius, right, for sure. Yeah, and uh, that was definitely you know that doing this sequence. It was fun <laughs> to get into all that stuff. You know, I just uh, was amazed at the process of finding this location. I mean, Jeff, do you want to talk about that? Like, this just was, how you guys chose this location? Because this you was guys... a real challenge. This location, we were we were in uh, Kauai, and there's a lot of protected land, and there's a lot of more residences than you think there are in places where we couldn't fly these helicopters, these big loud Hueys, and. We had scouted all over the island. I think I spent probably about 30 hours combined scouting on this on this movie, which was really a treat, if you can imagine seeing all these from the air. amazing places from the air. And <clears throat> we were struggling with this place to do, the, we were considering the DMZ here, and, uh, and we were en route to where we later built our drug compound, and uh, kind of, I think it was Eric McLeod, actually, that, that thought, to stop the van and we kind of looked out the side at this field that had gr- had these giant grasses growing 10 feet high and just you have to look past a lot of this stuff we ended up doing a lot of clearing in a lot of other locations and we kind of marched into the middle of it and and said you know this could have merit had a beautiful vantage of this great ridge line in the background it was on a piece of property that we already had control of and so we we brought in uh, some machinery and actually cleared a big giant pad just to come back and look at it without having to hack your way through the brush. And uh, it had a lot of merit, so we ended up kind of selectively clearing this huge area and uh, eventually planting planting all of our palm trees and digging our bomb craters. And, and, it, and it worked out really fantastically in the end. And it was a real struggle. We were struggling to find the right place, and it was right under our nose the whole time. Just had to look past some... I think it was totally different than what I had envisioned, too, when we first started looking. We were looking in places that had a little bit more terrain features and topographically were a little bit more interesting. And this actually ended up being great because of that background. Yeah. And the verse, and the ease of shooting, too. You know, we have a pretty elaborate sequence here. And I, I tried to pitch an earlier place. We went and scouted, and it was on kind of a giant slope. But it had these amazing rock formations right next to it. And it had a more distinctly kind of Asian, you know, very, very Asian feeling to it. And uh, I was championing that for a long time. And, and, and I think, you know, the rationale kind of won out that forced us to look. If we hadn't found this, I don't know what would have happened. But... Um, I, I think we were it, sort of running out of time. We too. were running out of time, yeah. and this was this was kind of a gift, you know. And it was an amazing, uh, it was an amazing place to be, wake up and go to work every day. It was really a gift. <laughs> and then, John, I remember you guys getting out there, like with your, you know, you had your chart and like your sun chart, 
and you know your compass and then figuring out which yeah, well, angle uh, literally to put the tree line on and all that yeah that was that was one of the great things about this particular location because it laid out well in terms of the light and not only was the the, the background fantastic and, and we had a lot of space and the it, it really worked well just in terms of where the the sun was in, in relation to the whole set. So but you sort of like could choose where that tree line, where that tree line behind them right now, the, the palm tree line that ends up getting blown up, right? Didn't you sort of like, couldn't you choose exactly what? Yeah, because Je- Jeff put in the tree line. All those trees were were moved into those positions, so we really had enough time to figure out exactly which direction we'd like to be shooting at what time of day, and that's how uh, we organized the whole set. Yeah, because then you got it for that backlight like for when Speedman comes out of the tree line and stuff. Right. And right. then we had to figure out how to have enough room between the trees and us for when the explosion happened, too. Yeah, right? there was the safety parameters that like we couldn't be any closer than 400 linear feet away from the explosion with any live people when the explosion went off. And we, you know, had all these logistical problems, like every single thing. This looks dry here, but like, you know, you were axle deep in mud 10 minutes after you see this, you know, and it was crazy how quickly it would change. And we had to set up the whole base camp with the crew and everything and bring that in overnight and try to work concurrently because we were in the way of other shots. It was a, quite a challenge when every, every other piece of equipment is buried and, you know, bulldozers are getting stuck every five seconds. Mm. I, I think this was a great example of you pick a, a particular shot in a sequence or, or a series of shots, and then you lay out the set and it completely it all evolves out of that, that one idea. And it was really where the tree line was in relation to where Speedman is and, and how the explosion worked. And that, that kind of determined everything else about that set. So it's yeah. kind of like you... you it was like a domino up. effect, too. Yeah. It was yeah. like cause everything had to go off of that. And then and then John, just, just to point out, um, this is your first on-camera appearance. I think we actually well, went past that point. <laughs> yeah, but we? we're going to come mm-hmm. back to it. Oh, yeah. Playing the cinematographer mm-hmm. himself, and that—that's our, all, <laughs> you know, there, ben, could, there ben, could be a third Oscar in the works for you. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah Ben conned me into actually um, being there. He is. Being Look at that. in the, the movie. Yep. You can see how enthusiastic I was about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you actually played the scene very well because you're that bemused sort of detachment. Yeah, I had to be uh, completely. There he is. Look at it. Come on. Disinterested. Disgusted. Uh, there you go, Nat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. He's smiling you know, now. He's enjoying it. <laughs> it's, yeah. Really, if you watch John in the scene, it sort of steals focus exactly. from everything else. Well, didn't we cut the scene to... around John? We did cut the scene around John, yeah. for sure. I love to enjoy watching actors torture a director. <laughs> so that's actually all pretty much our real crew in there, right? Yeah, that was a lot like, of real crew. Yeah, I mean, that was a lot of your crew, right, John? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, because we didn't, we weren't going to hire like a fake crew. I don't know if we, we didn't hire any extra. I mean, maybe there were a few extras who were being crew people, but, um, man, it was, uh, that, this is for me is where the sequence got complicated. It was not everything up to this because we had that all planned out. It was when we had to turn around and actually reveal the crew. That's when things got very complicated just because there was... It's just hard to show a movie set. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. To, it's hard. To, it's hard to. There's no know, center really, except where right. the camera is, and it's really not that interesting to look at. Create kind of a concentrated view of the crew and all yeah. the gear, gear and people, and have it still feel kind of like it's ongoing and eternal. And that was our, our real helicopter crane, and all that stuff was the real stuff we were using. And um, and then Steve, <laughs> um, the uh, 
You know, we also really, um, I think you did a great job with the flags. You put a lot of flags in. Yeah, they, were in the, they end up in the right places. <laughs> There's sort of unnecessary flags all <laughs> yep, over the place. Self, <laughs> self-promoting within the, within the base camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's our big explosion. That's actually Danny McBride. It's not a visual effects shot there. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's, that is the right one person the who's actually connected to the real explosion. The rest are uh, people laid in. Um, that's like that's a comp shot, and because uh, we couldn't be that close to the explosion. But uh, we used we had about I think we had twelve cameras uh, on the ground and the helicopter cameras. So it was it was a big deal. It was big, and then and the sky yeah. was perfect. Didn't we get lucky with the sky? Yeah. Like the blue in the sky, it just was. Um, but here we are, just again, like just sort of like cannibalizing all of our own footage of like our B-roll and real mm-hmm. stuff and fake stuff, and um, you know those are all like our real stuntmen guys, like on real breaks in between. Let's um, let's take a little um, break here. Um, and, uh, and, and that's and a little shot. About, that shot of uh, Coogan's from a scene that we cut out, which was that that's we are one feeling of the about this commentary so far, Nick. What, uh, why don't you? Uh, why don't you? Uh, uh, you have any thoughts about this? The hotel. We created a whole Vietnamese street scene. That looks yeah, that's so a good question. Um... Yeah, I, you know, it, I, I, I'm trying to think if I like this commentary more than the the actor's commentary so far. Um, it is very, I mean, there is, I think that they do a very good job. Uh, as far as crew commentary goes, I think they're doing a very good job of, uh, you know, giving us a lot of the, the background of, of how this movie is made. It is a little bit more... Um, you know, maybe uh, uh, specific, you know what I mean? So I think you have to have maybe more of a filmmaker's type brain to understand some of the stuff that they're talking about, but it's not too complicated. Um, But I think that's kind of what you want from a commentary, right? You want them to, I mean, don't dumb it down too much, you know what I mean? Um, Let's let's hear what you're really thinking. Um, I mean, that's sort of my initial thoughts. I mean, what about about you, Ben? What, what, What are you thinking? Um, yeah, that's a good, I, so where I'm at is, um, it's, yeah, so like you said, like, is this better than the crew one? And I think it it goes both ways, obviously, right? There's, there's some comedy aspects to the, the, the cast one with Robert Downey Jr., but how much like real great info did we get? We got some fun info about the actors themselves. But not nearly enough about like the movie. Um, yeah, I so I think that this one is better so far. Is what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say that this one is a little bit more enjoyable. Um, yeah, I I, 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 there might be a sort of in between that if maybe there was an actor or two in here, like we've seen some of the other movies, like um, Chasing Amy, um, and 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 whatever other movies i've done so far i've like forget um ghostbusters we also did um yeah so i um had harold ramus in it um so and i think that that is kind of the nice blend i think you want to have it's fun to have those famous people in there because you know them um but uh i think that for a good commentary track you want these people um and so i'm, I'm really quite enjoying this so far uh what about you yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it. Um, uh, I, yeah, let's let's can we listen to some more of it and and then we'll uh, continue talking. I mean, so I will say some of the things I really liked about uh, the commentary track so far is like the talking about the 
location scouting, the the fact that it was shot in Kauai and stuff like that. And obviously we heard about the Tobey Maguire thing uh, in the first commentary track, but the fact that they only had two hours to shoot that stuff is, is really interesting. Um, and also can I just say like, um, we, we learn a little bit about the writing stuff. And can I also just say that like the camaraderie between these gentlemen is also quite nice. And I think, cause I do feel like there was a little bit of tension between, uh, some of the actors, uh, during, during their commentary track. So, uh, it's nice to hear these people all, um, you know, talk about their accomplishments together. I think that's really sweet. Um. Yeah, well, let's 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 get back to it. I agree. Let's we get back. I think we shot to that in it. pre-production too, didn't we? Was that our first? This yeah. is the first thing yeah, we this shot. This actually might be the very first thing. We yeah, it was the first thing we shot, and it was actually a really great way to sort of for everybody to get to know each other and, and warm up, and um, it was uh, it was a good day. And then we shot Maria Menounos four times, I think. <laughs> Not because she did anything wrong. We just wanted to hang out with Maria Menounos. Uh, <laughs> And uh, there he is, McConaughey, in his office. And uh, this was um interesting choice you had there, Jeff. I like that wall. <laughs> the Peck office wall. Peck, yeah, it's like a good... Hey, you see that Access Hollywood piece? Yeah, I did. It was like pistol whipping a blind kid. This is where we... um. We built a little that little bridge across the water mm-hmm. for blocking, which was nice. That kid on the playground, you know, the one, the one who has lice that none of the other kids want to play with. What do you mean? I mean, we got to love you looming in the background right there. Pursed <laughs> <laughs> lips, stubbled chin. <laughs> Horrible. Lazarus started crying. I mean, he starts drooling and dribbling, and it wasn't even in the Whoa, script. Hey, hey, stop right there! Right, you got to buck up here, tugboat. Tell you what, get back to work, genius soldier. The Pecker is on a TiVo mission for the YOU. Work on those tears, my man. All right. Yeah. Say it for me one time. You make me happy. Happy. Love you, buddy. All right. Bye. Crisis meeting. What does that mean exactly? I mean, you know, are we in a crisis? He's ahead of the studio. He's reaching out. We're 10,000 miles away. He just wants a little FaceTime. I do want to just say, um, I just we just spent all this time uh, <laughs> uh, praising uh, the commentary, but I it, this was like a full straight up minute of us just listening to the movie, uh, which I do think is again my my strikes against movies category. This is the the famous segment of the podcast. I will give a, a strike against to this commentary track for that, um, which is something that we've seen many times. But uh, yeah, it, it's always a thing in the commentary tracks where people have so much to say in those first like thirty minutes. But then after that, they're like, okay, um, you know, you, they almost have to like get into it in a new groove. And I think that somewhere, you know, past the halfway point, they just kind of like get comfortable talking again. And then I think a lot of good stuff comes from there as well. But I think people kind of get lost in what a commentary track is sometimes, not always, but sometimes. Um, and I think that again, this is, it, it happens with almost every commentary track. So nothing too much against them, but, uh. It's just, it's important for us to at least acknowledge, I, you know, we just listen to a, a lot of the movie when I'm supposed to be wanting to be listening to a commentary track. All right. Kawhi Sands Hotel. Kawhi Sands Hotel. Mm-hmm. With, a, yeah. with a background Com- completely painted background. in. I know. Yeah. yeah, the roof line was where <clears throat> that uh, that ended and all that signage and everything was put in. It looked pretty good. Yeah, I thought that guy did it. a great job of that painting. 
this was the coffee shop at the mm-hmm. Kauai Sands Hotel that we kind of <laughs> retrofitted into our steamy, malaria-laden Vietnamese production, production office. Yeah, this was this was a very intense day and a half. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Justin was reading uh, was uh, Tom's lines. Behind that TV. Yes, shouting, shouting and barking. <laughs> shouting myself sore. Yeah. So Nick learned to do that for real with his hooks. That was like the first thing he showed me when he got to Hawaii, that he could peel an apple with his hooks. <laughs> this shot is awesome, yeah, John. Shot yeah. Come on, yeah. man. That was exciting. Great introduction for Nick. <laughs> yeah, and that was the first thing we shot because we got to the room, we realized we didn't have enough extras. We had to turn around and shoot that That's whole right. thing. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's just beautiful, that shot. There's a lot of angles to get on this scene. Yeah, we were busy here. And the thing was, you know, Tom is such a dominant element in the scene, and yet we're shooting the scene without him there. So it really was one of those things where, you know, you didn't know what the vibe of the scene was going to be until it was until put it together. Yeah. Yeah. But Justin did a great job. Yeah, Justin. Hey, come on. You can hide and, behind and furniture at my house anytime you want, Justin. <laughs> and really, Coogan did an amazing job, yeah. and, and Hater too, but Coogan had to be put through the ringer on it, and he really just such a good actor. And this is really, you know, to me, where the, where the movie then gets going um, and kicks into whatever the next phase of the story is. And uh, so everything up to that point sort of, you know, was leading up to this, and... Then we got these helicopter shots. And the uh, helicopter uh, cameraman was a guy named David Knoll. He did just some fantastic work all the way through the picture. All these helicopter shots. Great stuff. Yeah. Great. And he mm-hmm. um, he was one of the camera assistants on Apocalypse. He was. Oh, yeah, one yeah. of the aerial guys, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah. And uh, they went out and got really, really great stuff. And there was a lot of stuff for them to mm-hmm. get. I mean, Look at that. I actually scouted for these locations. It was pretty, uh, it was a good day. Finding these, and this is and real. Stuff. That's really yeah. that's that's us in the on a on a uh, that's a process shot, but that's real. And I think that combination, John, really yeah. no, it, sold it. it, it, it you know, know, it really works. So all these shots are like a, a blue screen shot. All yeah. the all the uh, Ben and these characters and and Coogan and Nick Nolte are. We shot that just up in the helicopter, riding. Yeah, around. and this is like in a helicopter with you know no doors, and John is like sitting on an mm-hmm. apple box that's strapped in. Um, operating, sticking yeah. like half sticking out of the helicopter. <laughs> Pretty um, exciting. Yeah. yeah, I never saw you more excited than doing that. Like more <laughs> alive, just really like you just were on the edge. Um, but it was really fun to do that stuff. No, it was great. Yeah, that it was, was fun. It was great. Um, and then we got to this drop zone place, which we found this location. We sort of. I thought del- this was the location that we when we walked in the first time. It was like, wow, this is just as written. Yeah, it was, but we kept looking anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just as rewritten. Exactly. <laughs> the pink pages, it could yeah. be better, though. Well, there was one location that I had in my head that we, you know, that was on private property at the end of the road on Kauai. Right. That was just like this perfect, you know, sort of uh, uh, combo of all the greenery and different types of plants mm-hmm. and stuff. And then you ended up populating this field, which was just like a grass field. 
Yeah, it was. And we, you know, we had kind of had to cut the grass at a certain time so it could grow back and be at the right height that we determined. It was a lot of daily monitoring and watering or choosing not to water. It was kind of a challenge just to get it prepped. And of course, we destroyed it within the first 90 (laughs) minutes of the crew showing up there. But boy, did we have the best intentions. It looked good when we showed up. It, it really did. It, it really was frustrating, though, because it looked perfect when we scattered it, and then we got there, and then even when they were planting the other plants, they ended up trudging over yes, the grass. Yes, you can't hover and, and plant then, grass. So we just were like, there were guys running around with like clumps of grass all the time, covering well, we, up tracks we were, for months. We were here for four, four days, I think, and... Uh, just in the course of shooting for that long, I mean, you're constantly trashing a set. You can't you can't work in a set without without trashing it. So we were constantly rebuilding it like uh, every couple hours, and it was amazing, really, because all this. I don't know where these guys were coming up with all this grass, but all of a sudden, grass would just appear. Yeah, we had <laughs> fields there. of it. We were growing it in pots yeah. for months beforehand, mm-hmm. preparing for this kind of. But what I love about it is that how dark and black it goes on the edges, on you the know? perimeter. Yeah. So you really feel like there's some, you know, something out there. Um, But you definitely have to adjust sometimes to the ideas you have in your head when you get out to these places. Um, And then I think the rehearsals that we did before we got out there really helped too with with the whole crew. We just went out with John and 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 the actors, and uh, we just ran the scenes, right? And Justin, you you were there, and like you would. We just run through we'd stuff run through and block it, yeah. it sort of. And, we, and John, you had your lenses, right? Mm-hmm. Very yeah, we had a video way. camera. We'd actually um, do very rough uh, on-camera rehearsals of the sequences and and would use those ideas. We, when we came back, we really had a very good idea how we were going to shoot it, what, what the camera was doing, where everybody, uh, how, what the staging was. It was incredibly valuable, really. All those yeah, rehearsals. Very efficient. Yeah, just because we had, a, we really did have a schedule that we had to stay on. That was there wasn't that much wiggle room. You know, I think the studio was committing to the movie, and they, you know, it was definitely a commitment, but they weren't going to let us sort of go over that commitment. Look at that. This was another part of that near that property. Didn't we find this, Jeff? Like four wheeling? Yeah, we were we were on ATVs, and we went down this this path and yeah. found this really blue. It was kind of almost looked just like that. It was just shadowy and blue, and it was a perfect place for those guys to be refilling their water jugs and hear the explosion and feel like the deepest darkest part of the jungle and this was just really again the light was really in and out all the time this was it wasn't this one of the tougher places john as far as that was concerned the uh yeah this was this is one of our more difficult ones and um just a combination of things it was just the nature of this particular location we couldn't get the type of equipment into it that we would normally use to help uh, control the light. So it was just sort of, um, you know, just sort of dancing around uh, different times of day and different light changes. And sometimes it's, uh, you can see in the scene, sometimes it's overcast, sometimes it's sunlight. And, uh, you know, we just, uh, we're actually fortunate that it we have matching light as much as we do, really. Yeah. We had to really uh, just, sometimes it was just like that balance of waiting you would just say, like, yeah. we got to wait. Well, what, what would happen is because uh, the weather changes so quickly in Hawaii, we were constantly getting a lot of clouds, then sunlight, clouds, sunlight. So at times 
ideally we were shooting under clouds, so sometimes we'd wait, uh, but not very long because we couldn't afford to wait very long, but we'd wait five or ten minutes for a whole series of clouds. Some days uh, you just didn't have clouds, so we just shot in sunlight, and because this scene was shot over a number of days, uh, sometimes it's sunny and sometimes it isn't. Didn't the Coogan head go back to the shop for more jaw movement at one point in time, Ben? It's CG jaw movement on that head, yeah. Um, but that's real stuff. We just ILM develop stuff. a whole new program for that <laughs> job movement. Yeah. Director blown up head. Yeah. Um, see that shot was that we got really. Yeah, this great. is a great location. Yeah, this Jeff is great. Fantastic. This was the yeah this precipice right just yeah sort of right near on the, the edge. Compound. I mean Nick's mm-hmm. like six feet from tumbling right there. You have to really be moving to get your sense of you know depth of field in there, but it was really the vista was really spectacular from there. It fell right off and looked up at the mountains. It was great. Yeah, and this was a day where we just sort of had to all fit on this little, this little peninsula little outcropping. And I think the yeah. mud was deeper going to this location. Oh, than it was very mud. unbelievable. <laughs> Wasn't this like, it's a day that we were shooting down to the compound that we broke out, or was it we went back out up there? Like, we did that the day we did with the. Um, the guys at the rock looking at the, yeah, that was uh, the compound. Yeah, up at the at the ridge. And Nick, um, you know, just Nick Nolte is just so great. He's such a good actor and so funny without trying to be funny. Like I think it's so great about what he does in the movies. He just plays it straight and trusts that. Yeah, he's very grounded. All right. Happy now? Um, oh, this scene? might be a nice place to uh, just kind of tune in here once again and check in. Um, Nick, I don't know how you're feeling about this now, but, you know, again, it's, there is so much, you know, mumbo jumbo of the behind the scenes stuff, uh, what they use for different shots. And I, and again, it's still very interesting. I think I enjoy it more, but I do think that this may be the difference between watching a commentary track with the com, you know, watching the movie with the commentary track versus listening to it just in audio form, which I am a believer, I've said in the past, that, you know, listening to a commentary track is still very enjoyable to listen to, even um, without the movie in the background. However, I think in this scenario, when you're listening to the crew and stuff, and they're talking about specific shots and specific, you know, um, sceneries and and, and scenes... um, it does help to be watching the film. And so I do kind of regret a little bit, maybe, you know, picking this one for the episode. And I I don't know what, if you have any thoughts on that. Um, believe it or not, Nick or Ben, uh, I uh, feel the same way. <laughs> uh, I guess great minds think alike. Also clones uh, <laughs> happen to think alike. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm yeah, I, I kind of feel the, a very... Uh, I, Nick, I wanted to ask you. I, I um, I'm feeling a little hungry. Um, so I'm thinking I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go grab some food. I know we're in the middle of this, but uh, maybe we'll just take a little pause. Or you know what, you can keep listening and fill me in. Um, I'm literally gonna just run down to the street real fast, and uh, and uh, and and, and uh, I'm gonna grab some pizza slices and just come right back. Is that all right? It'll take literally five minutes. So I, I won't miss too much. You can just fill me in on on what we missed. That could be a a part of the podcast. Um, yeah, okay. But yeah, whatever, man. Whatever works for you. Alright, sounds good. I will be right back. Uh, yeah, let's just, I'll keep playing this for you. And, uh, and yeah. I'll I'll see you really soon, bud. Poor 
leaf notices movement in the brush. Dozen gorilla fighters can be seen moving in the tree line. Somewhere a mine explodes. And yeah, that was one of the you, things we realized that Vietnam movies are so long because you have to service no, so many characters. Oh, my God. Obviously cover so many of them as well. Those were the scenes uh, where we had, like, the guys acting out the movie within the movie. These were some of the first scenes that yeah. we had, yeah. They were so funny. Yeah, because we always, yeah, we were able to write the fake movie first <laughs> the, very easily. And that was the fun part. <laughs> the fake movie was really fun. I love the fake movie. <laughs> exactly. How do we make the real movie? All these terrible, I like that the, <laughs> the movie they're making is also just terrible as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we really wanted to make it as sort of cliche and yeah. as uh, sort of familiar <laughs> and over the top in, the, in that way. With your southern yeah. accent. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's got a bag. Definitely, like, definitely lands that in this scene. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then it was Jack, yeah. Jack Chicago accent. Booty sweat I got back in Denang. Yo, asshole! This motherfucker's dead! Ain't no Chris Angel mind freak David Blaine trapped all horse shit jumping off here. Hey, you want to get on the train here or you want to ruin another take, huh? There ain't no goddamn takes. Ain't no goddamn motion picture. You sure? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Downey just, uh... Why are you still in character? Downey was in his groove. I know, but I don't have to tell you. You don't know. Man, I don't drop character till I've done a DVD commentary. And this is like another example, like a scene you get to, and we get through that whole everything that led up to this, and we're like, okay, we got through it, and then like, oh, now we got to do this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know? Because I remember, like, we had all that stuff of you know all, yeah. everything up to that point, and then all of a sudden we got to do an action sequence or you know whatever yeah. pseudo action sequence. This is one of the longest scenes in the movie. I think it's, it's really long. Movie. We were there for like eight days, weren't we? Yeah. It was like something like Seems eight or nine days. Because then we got far. to this part. And I remember it was just like, okay, now, how, now, and we shot in order. So by the yeah. time we got to this, it was like, okay, how do we do this? You know, and everybody was so, yeah. and, we, and we have a, a day and a half to shoot this part. Yeah, I remember going into it. It's, it, it, it's like we, wanna, we realize that there's a really complicated scene. Yes. And, it, it, and, and going into it, you think, oh, it's just this dialogue scene. Yeah, and we'd have to work our way down that, you know, because we sort of do the, you know, start in that one place and work our way 50 feet down. And it took like, you know, eight days to get 50 feet. And it definitely was like, by the end of it, we were just like, okay, thank goodness we're out of this location. I remember being really happy to get out of that drop zone. Um, hey, cut! Did you have any lights going on in that tracking shot? Uh, a little bit. Really? Yeah. Right. yeah. Mm -hmm. Check it out. Dustin Hoffman, Rayman. But that's, um, that's another thing where you, you, you wait for a certain time of day to, to do those angles where and it's... It's it's how the lo the location really worked out well for that. Yeah, and then to uh, then to have to match it in the coverage too. So it's uh, its own challenge too. Yeah, I think this was the uh, the day after we shot the, yeah. the first shot. Never go for retard. You don't buy that. Such a great scene. <laughs> Speedman. Yeah, Speedman's getting drawn in. That scene, by the way, um, was originally written to happen in the party scene that we cut out of the movie. <laughs> and I remember that was something we did. Uh, right. We, 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 right. We changed that uh, really kind of late in the game. Yeah. Because for the same reason that the first act was seemed, feeling like it was so weighted down. And when we put that into the second act, that really 
helped the movie so much. Yeah, and it helped their and relationship as well. Thank you know? goodness, because we really would have been, yeah. we would have had to have kept yeah. the party scene if we had done that. Remember, Charlie don't care if you're on break or not. Well, this is well into the schedule. We're really into a role here because everybody was, all the actors are really, really comfortable and yeah. everybody was kind of loose and it, it just happened pretty quickly. And yeah. In a really good way. And then, the, yeah, and then this was the one that we, and this is the location we changed. Yeah, this yeah. is the we default went we went to. And, and I think it ended amazing. up being better. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It had more, yeah. had more depth. And yeah, that's yeah, good. Some great, great sort of inherited trees. a lot of cool stuff. I don't really got to piss. I'm trying to talk at you, man. And we shot these scenes. We shot almost every scene with uh, three cameras. And which was good, I think. We got a lot of, we shot a lot of film. How much film did we shoot, John? We shot a lot of film. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is the guy from Kodak came twice with champagne and sake. Right. And That's <laughs> right. When, when you shoot a certain amount of film, uh, one of the Kodak sales reps come in and bring you gifts. <laughs> we were fortunate. We saw him a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> but like in scenes... <laughs> We did. We shot a lot of film. I mean, and uh, I, I, you know, when you're shooting a comedy, you really want to have as as much as as many choices as possible. It's just really, it really is important. And uh, well, especially with the improv. Yeah, yeah. There was some amazing yeah. improv that the actors it really did. Really paid off yeah. to be shooting that. Much. Yeah, that that's something that all the all the actors were great at, and um, to, you just wanted to let them do their thing and. and but uh, but a scene like this, you know, it would be great because you could get like the wide shot there, but then you could also get a two shot at the same time and a cross angle. Um, and we had great operators and, and everybody was just, you know, by, by getting those sort of like three for ones all the time, we really, it, it, when we got into the editing room, I mean, it was amazing because we just could go, we could pop between the, the hydro one and the wider one and yeah. you wanted to see, it just, it was such a wealth of, of riches really for us to have. Jesus Christ, hug man, don't scare me like that. It's beautiful here. You on, the, you on the set? I am the set. All right, man. Hey, how's, how's the team? I have to say that Marlene Stewart, our costume designer, did such a great job on the movie. Unbelievable. Um, you know, she designed the panda outfit and uh, really just gave such... Uh, care and specificity to everything and uh, all the extras look so amazing yeah the compound. especially the compound the compound yeah the gorillas and the um she just really is, is an extraordinary costume designer i was really uh and we got really you know just creating like the specific looks for the guys movie within the movie they're you know like the i mean justin you got so into having to design the helmets yeah i got to do all the helmets the, all the the guys, the uh, sort of what do you call it? That art. That, uh, what is it? Yeah, there's some term for it. Yeah, but the um, you know we really just got so deep into all that reference stuff. It was really fun to try to. My favorite bit is, is Jack. You know, <laughs> has a condom in his helmet. For some reason, that makes me laugh so hard. Yeah, they would carry all kinds of stuff. He doesn't look too good. Oh, I must drink so I can throw something. Up. This was a. Um, this rice patty, actually like real um, taro patches, right? Mm -hmm. That were ancient, up in the Wainiha Valley. Yeah, up in the Wainiha, which is a beautiful part of Kauai. We actually bounced, there was like kind of these land bridges that went between the different 
rice patties, and I think you actually bounce around in this whole scene from one to the other yeah. a little yeah. bit. You had left at this point, Jeff. Yes, I did. Another, I, I think I, you had another job. I abandoned you. I was here. <laughs> Finishing everything else we walked into. That's right. No, it was the end of our Kawhi shoot, and you were going to prep the stage, yeah. right? Yep. But it was uh, a sad, odd day leaving. It was really a. But I remember we got to that point where we were shooting the reverses on the scene. It was like Jeff wasn't there, and we wanted, and I sort of made this sort of like on the fly decision. We said let's let's shoot the reverse one patty down or something. <laughs> yep. And I got really nervous because I didn't check with you. <laughs> <laughs> but. uh it ended up working out. That work has kept us down. Yeah, this whole little area would be, ended up being sort of like our back lot mm -hmm. up there for a couple of weeks. Yeah, this is probably about, I don't know, 200 feet from the river, you know, from the temple set on the riverbank yeah. right here. Right, yeah. No yeah. shortage of mud. Oh, this was one of the worst. It was definitely uh, We'd show up, show up on locations and you'd, we'd fall in love with them as soon as, you know, for the first day. We'd be like, oh, it's amazing. It's so beautiful. And the, by the sixth day, you just want to get to the next one. Well, also, this um, location looked totally different when we scouted it, too. Because uh, didn't the owner cut down a lot of the trees yeah, and stuff, yeah. too? And then this was the, the water buffalo, Bertha. Bertha, who gave Bertha. Um, yeah, this, by this time, she'd already had the, she'd already had had the baby. But really, like the like, so cool, like there was so much depth and yeah. texture, with background. That, that location had it going on in spades. Yeah. This one really was in the middle of nowhere. And this one, we got really lucky with the light when when they shot that, because it was like that morning. So we had one day to shoot that shot. I remember the helicopters being there when the yep. set was ready. That's one of my favorite shots coming out. These women. This is where you get it's to so see beautiful. You get to see Marlene's you know work and how you know. I remember uh, after we were in editing, I saw American uh, Gangster, mm -hmm. and they literally like had a sequence exactly like this. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, this is kind of just like our movie, only for real." Um, but it made me feel good that we were like you know in the right ballpark. So this is in the extended cut and <laughs> just <laughs> terrible. That's great angle though. Yeah. It's just you really you get some of the openness and wow. that too. And that was a uh, second unit went out there and shot some of that uh, up in Wainiha too. Um, this is uh, Reggie Lee, who's a really great actor, and in this we, this scene is not in the in the theatrical version because it was similar to the scene where um, that happens before when uh, True and I spit at each other but uh, this was a scene that always was like very important in the script and when we were writing yeah we this always... was one of, again one of the first scenes right? that we had written yeah, yeah it was one of the first that we thought was funny and so like we're someone, trying to someone being cordial to him and him actually and that was always yeah trying to figure out like what the tone of the bad guys was and trying to make them you know somewhat yeah, real and exactly um and then just the ridiculousness of the guy who thinks he's in the movie. Exactly. Um, but, John, I remember this was the first scene that we shot when we got back. Oh, that's right. It was yeah. our first scene on mm -hmm. stage. And I actually think it's, like, one of the best-looking scenes in the yeah. movie. Yeah. That's not in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's always one. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this was literally on the part of Jeff's set. Jeff built 
this interior, this uh, the, the interior of their heroin processing compound started out as a as a is a huge set anyway, but it started out as a much bigger set. Then we had a two lo- we had a two story set. Yes, we ended up with two story set, but it had a myriad of of more rooms and where your cell was, and it had a basement. That was the biggest change. It had a whole basement. Right, that, right, that was very kind of dear to us for a long Nick time, be. and where Nick was going to be. And, 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 well, we uh, had another set. Now there was another set did. where Nick, and, where Four Leaf and Cody were Captured being held under a under hut. A hut. Remember basement. that that like sub under a hut Get, thing that was an amer- amazing set that you drew drew up plans yeah. for. Uh-huh. But then as the budget, you know, we had to start cutting stuff. We started consolidating like a, the like third a, act too a lot, you know, and rethinking yeah. how we we're going to combine things. And but then you ended up building this, you know, all those the interiors of that heroin compound were just it was all like you could walk around there because we needed all these different um, spaces for different and, pieces and of the scene to just take for place. Guys and, searching for you know yep. the other guys, and so you created all these spaces which were really. Right. Yeah, inter- you could you could run with the steady cam and kick open doors and we had a you know variety of yeah. different places it it worked really well we didn't build you know we built just as much as i think i think we, we shot everything we shot like, every we corner shot every we corner did. yeah and uh, and this whole exterior you know there when we got to this place there was a where we built the compound there was um some leftover kind of uh concrete and and other water diversion flumes and pieces of things there so we kind of I tried to capitalize on that and we built that whole water tank where Speedman ends up getting dunked and tried to say that it was almost like a rubber plantation processing factory that's where he's getting dunked in the tank we built and uh, so that we could justify this kind of infrastructure hanging around. I think it worked out pretty good. A, a shout out, a little Rambo shout out there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Big up a the yolk. sly. going to have the yoke um, hanging from the yoke. Yeah, but that was, uh, by the way, that rock, I, I used to call that the Star Trek rock that everybody was hiding behind. <laughs> that was our big styrofoam rock that we put up. <laughs> Don't lean on it too hard and break it. Yeah. Um, but here, yeah, here you get to see a nice feeling of the whole, the split level compound interior. Yeah, Brandon had a bedroom at one point. He had like a... Or, he has a little sleeping loft up behind yeah. him yeah. there. And uh, tattoo. But I know we spent a lot of time designing that tattoo. Yes. And Scott the audience Campbell. sort of just looks at it and goes, huh. Huh. When I see it, they <laughs> <laughs> don't really know what to make of it. Um, Brandon Suhu. Yeah, he's this great little oh. actor, this kid. He's really good. First movie. He was so great. And awesome. he was also just so excited about the whole thing, too, you know, and yeah. still could focus and be so good and enjoy it. Um, this. This was this character was based. Ben had brought had, had found an article or found it was in the New York Times about these two guys, the the two twins, um, and we did, wanted to incorporate them into the script somehow. Yeah, there's a picture on the cover, the front page of the New York Times, uh, a few years ago. These two kids who were leading this rebel army somewhere in Golden Triangle with smoking cigars and machine really guns. Cool. And uh, but boy, that's great. I mean, look at that, John. Nice so shot. Right. That's nice. And then I have to say, Greg, you, uh, this scene, I don't think it changed hardly at all from the, the cut that you, the first cut you did of this scene. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. I mean, I literally, Greg had the first cut of the scene and was like, yeah, I, I, that's great. Um, it's a really great scene. I mean, it, it, was, it was really interesting to see it you know, play out in front of an audience the first time because that was a question of whether or not the audience would be on board with yeah, the whole story. 
and it was sort of a relief when we saw the people actually. It's a great moment when they all kneel down. When he lies. Just to be nominated. You were nominated? No, no, no. I wasn't nominated. I'm just saying that to have been nominated. Ben still isn't back yet, but I'll tune in here real fast. I don't know if I should maybe... Let me just pause this for now. I feel like he's missing a lot. He said he was only going to be five minutes. Um, and maybe he's going to edit this part out. But um, I wanted, one thing I wanted to mention while we're waiting for him, uh, it's really nice to hear Ben uh, compliment his fellow uh, creatives uh, in, the, in the endeavor. I mean, he did that. The, he did the same thing in the, the actor commentary track. But to hear him... Um, what... What is what is going on out there? Okay, these. No. What's going? On? Okay, wait a minute. FBI, open up! Whoa! Hey! Whoa! Whoa! Hey! What's going on? Hey! I didn't do. What's going? What are y'all doing here? Hey! Stop it! 